Welcome back, everybody, to episode 18 of So Many Screens, a pop culture podcast brought to you by Wash Media. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Palm Springs, California. On the other line, as always, she would never say where she came from. No one knows. She comes and goes. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. Cat Pat, how are we doing today? I was like waiting for the reference. I was like, what is he talking about? Uh, but I'm good. I'm here. You're here. You're yes. going to be a puppy owner. Yes. I'm going to be a puppy mom in about three weeks to a little mini golden doodle named Ruby, which is the reference. Hence the Rolling Stones reference. Yeah, I do my research. I do my homework. Yeah, she's a cutie. She basically fits like in the palm of my hands. Mm-hmm. She's she's going to gain a whole pound before we get her, so can't wait. Buckle your seatbelt. As someone who adopted a dog two months ago, it's so much fun, but it's so much work out of the date. But pretty early on, you'll just be like, oh, I would uh, take a bullet for this dog and probably like give up my significant other for this dog. It's <laughs> crazy the amount of love that the dog like draws from you and, and gives back to you. So, Oh, I'm sure, right? Good. Oh, so I'm I'm sure. I when we visited her, I took about like a thousand pictures and videos just so I would have something to look at every day <laughs> until we go pick her up. Yep, yep, that's it. Oh, I can't wait to see her growth. I'm sure it'll be well documented on the Tap Pat mm. social media channels. Uh, yes, obviously, and uh, look out for a gram of her own, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, you got to do it. It's funny I because know. people made fun of that, but really. So we have an Instagram for uh, our dog, at uh, Peyton underscore the Palm Desert Pup, if you guys want to follow it. Um, and it's because, like, we take a lot of photos and videos of the dog, and I don't want to just, like, deluge my personal feed with those photos and videos. That That's the reasoning behind it. At least that's what I tell people. But really, it's just an excuse to write, like, ridiculous captions in the dog's voice. No, I agree. Like, I already have so many pictures and videos, and I saw her for about 45 minutes. (laughs) So, and it's also like my family can see and catch up, catch up with the dog. But, yep. Yeah, we'll see. It's for for dog grandma or grand grand dogma, whatever you call it. She, She got us a gift card. Nice. To, to Peco, and she signed it Grandma and Grandpa. There it is. Yep. I'm like, oh my God, this lady. <laughs> uh, shout out Susan and Brad Patnod, as always. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. We are talking this week about the Apple Plus original film On the Rocks, the Sofia Coppola written and directed film starring Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. We'll talk about that at the onset of today's episode, and then in the latter half, we have some news, some personal news, some podcasting news. Uh, so stay tuned on that front. Before we get to that news, though, we want to talk about this movie. This has been circled for you for like a month. You've been bringing this movie up ever since you saw the trailer. Yes. You have a close relationship with A24 movies. Talk to me a little bit about it. Yes. So I'm just, I really like A24 movies. I think they have a pretty good variety. And there's mm-hmm. never really been an A24 movie that I've, dislike that much i mean some of them come off a little like this is a word that i'll probably bring up later some of them might come off a little pretentious sure but you know we have hereditary which i've yeah. we've talked about midsummer mm-hmm. we've talked about um ladybird which is a great movie and it, it has my bay timothy chalamet uh-huh. um eighth grade 
That's another yeah. pretty good one. Coming of age. A lot of coming of age movies in A24. Um, yeah, those are just some off the top of my head that I've seen numerous times. So I had a feeling it was going to be good. Yeah, a couple weird ones that I liked on the A24 library. Uh, the Lobster, starring Colin Farrell. Oh, I love that one. Super bizarre premise where before you go to the afterlife, you basically like hang out in a compound and choose what type of animal you're, re you're reincarnated as. Uh, spoiler alert, he wants to come back as a lobster, hence the title of the movie. Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe, who plays legitimately, the guy who played Harry Potter plays a dead corpse that washes up on a beach where a man is stranded, that man played by Paul Dano, your boy, and mm. Paul Dano begins talking to the corpse and the corpse starts developing a personality and like has superpowers. It's super weird. Might I suggest partaking in some recreational uh, uh, supplements before watching the movie? You will not be disappointed. And then one more, I have to recommend this, super under the radar, uh, also starring Timothy Chalamet, Hot Summer Nights. It's a movie mm. about a kid who moves to, I think a part of Long Island in like the 80s and starts dealing weed. And it's just one of those like summer romance action kind of thriller movies. So uh, check those all out. The Lobster, Hot Summer Nights, Swiss Army Men. Can't recommend them enough. But let's talk about, uh, let's talk about On the Rocks a little bit. Yeah. So what can, I, can I just add? Yeah. <laughs> I stayed at that resort that The Lobster took place at in Ireland. Really? It's in Ireland? Yeah. It's in Ireland. It's in... Oh, not Kilkenny. Maybe it is. I think it is. No. Killarney? No, it's not Killarney. It's, oh, where was it? Oh, I can't remember. We, I went to Ireland and we did like um one night. We decided to stay in this like bougie ass resort, uh, give ourselves a little travel break. And I was watching the movie and I was like, holy shit, I've been there. That's so and funny. it's the same place. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. I think that's it. The Park Sanilla Resort and Spa in yes. Sneem County Kerry. <laughs> yes, Sneem. I remember it had a really funny name. Yeah, and Sneem. like literally on the front page of their website, parksaniaresort.com is a still frame from the lobster. So uh, that's hilarious. Small world stuff. Um, okay, but back to On the Rock. Sorry, everybody. Yes. What uh, <laughs> what appealed to you about this trailer? What appealed to you about this movie? I know that for me, you, you have Bill Murray in a like a father figure role being Bill Murray and I'm all in. You don't have to convince me otherwise. But what about it? What was it about this film that stood stood out to you that made it so appealing? It just looked like it was going to have a little feel good vibe to it. Mm -hmm. It obviously wasn't going to be dark, but it looked like it was going to be like a fun a fun watch. And I like Rashida Jones. I like Bill Murray and I like Sofia Coppola movies. So there you go. Yeah. It follows, again, as mentioned, say a film that was written and directed by Sofia Coppola. It follows a father and a daughter, played by Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, as they tail her suspicious husband, played by Marlon Wayans. It had its world premiere at the New York Film Festival in September of uh, this year. It had a limited theatrical release in October of this year, and it was followed by being released digitally streaming on Apple Plus just on Friday, October 23rd. Um. Okay, so I'm curious your thoughts. Before we dive into that, though, I want to talk a little bit more about Sofia Coppola. Obviously, the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola, film legend, the Godfather series, uh, among other things. 
you have a good relationship with her movies. Are you a fan of like Lost in Translation, The Blind Rain, these types of movies? Yes, I'm looking at her list of movies she's made mm -hmm. before. I feel like I've seen all the more recent ones like Virgin Suicides, Marie Antoinette, Lost in Translation, The Bling Ring. I feel like I saw somewhere. Can't really remember, but um, yeah, I like I like her vibe. I don't know how to even explain it. Like I like her cinematography, I like her shots, I like the music choices. So I'm a fan. And then in high school, I took a film class and we had to do a presentation on a director and she was my director. And I did like this whole presentation. It looked like her kind of aesthetic, very yeah. like light, pink, feminine. Um, and then she also directed a Dior perfume, perfume commercial That's that right. I played for the class. So I've, I've been a fan for at least 10 years. <laughs> wow. A Coppola stan on the podcast mm. cat pat yeah her style of films are described as quote slow moving portraits with bittersweet emotional palettes she likes to use visuals to convey what the characters are feeling at any given moment personally as someone who you know i've seen lost in translation i watched the blind rain but don't have like a distinct image or feel to what uh sofia coppola movies are like in my mind this movie felt different to me this film mm. is very small it's very slow moving. It breathes very well. It allows for a lot of moments of silence where you really can feel what the characters are feeling. And uh, I want to open it up to you. What were your impressions of the film? I liked it. I don't think I really loved it. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought the plot was a little predictable, the ending. But... I like the story. I like the little adventure she went on with her dad. Of course, obviously, I like the cast. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I did like the visuals a lot. That's, I think, what makes her movies like um, in her signature style. Yeah. Um, this entire film has like four cast members in it. Like, legitimately, there's like four, maybe six people in the film, if you include like her two daughters. A lot of it is. Rashida Jones struggling to be a mother, you know, taking her yeah. kids to school, picking them up from ballet by herself while her husband, Marlon Wayans, travels the country for his job, which isn't entirely clear. And I don't think it's explained <laughs> very well. Can we talk about this really quick? Yes. I was wondering what his job was. He like so in the early onset of the movie, she goes to a party because they're celebrating the fact that they have 500,000 followers, but it like isn't clear Followers of what? Is it like a Twitter account? Is, is it like a company thing? Yeah. And then there's there's a, a really bad scene. This is probably the only scene in the movie I will criticize where Rashida Jones and her husband get in the Uber cab, whatever. And her husband's like, babe, this is going to do such good things for our ROI and our metrics and our, and he just starts saying like media yes. terms. And like, it was very clear that like, the writers, or Sofia Coppola, who was the writer, doesn't really have her finger on what that role was. And that was the only part that I found a little unbelievable. It's just like, media term, media term, buzzword, buzzword, followers. That's what her husband does, and that's why he's so busy. That um, I had the exact same thought. It was so cringy. It's like, the engagement, the impression. So, and <laughs> literally, it was literally buzzword after buzzword. And it would have been so simple to just, you know, Call in a social media strategist. Tell them like two sentences of what to say. Yeah, that part did piss me off. <laughs> yeah, um, but to be honest, this 
film, um, especially given the times we're in, is in my opinion like New York City porn. It's just mm. every like incredibly like classic New York hotel, restaurant, bar. It's a lot of these like really quiet moments with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones just like hanging out, having a cocktail in a somewhat deserted New York City. It's almost like a, a bomb went off and there's nobody around for some reason. But you go to any of these places now and it's like you can't even sit down at a table and they're there completely by themselves just enjoying martinis in the middle of the day. That was nice. It was so weird too, just seeing people like out in the streets without masks on. I'm like, oh, yeah. I wish. Yeah. This was obviously filmed in uh, early 2019. So before everything happened, uh, love the runtime hour and a half. Well, you know, oh, yeah. give me that any day of the week. We started at seven, ended at eight 30 and had time to watch something else, which is always great. Yeah. But real quick, not to go back, but, some of the bars that they're at in New York, uh, Bond Street, 21 Club, Bemelin's Bar at the Carlisle, the Carlisle Hotel. Oh, my God. Placid on 76th Street up there. And uh, Worcester Street. These are these are places that, like, my wife and I have been at separate times. So watching this movie together was a little bit of a, a walk down memory lane, which I really liked. Yeah, that was nice. It, it just felt like, I don't know, not classy, but... I wish I could just go out for a martini right now. Who doesn't? What is your relationship with Bill Murray? See, <laughs> John Duda literally just tweeted <laughs> about this movie. I, I got to pull it up because was, yeah. I said we have to talk about it. Um, da, 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 hold on. Twitter is loading. Okay. He said 10 minutes into On the Rocks and I'm ready to declare it the most pretentious movie of the year. Props to Bill Murray on staying epic. Yeah. So like, I can see why people think like, oh, like Bill Murray, he's just like an actor that, I don't know, people are so quick to be like, oh, Bill Murray's epic, everything he does is great, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like he's just typecast in everything now. A little like bit. He's in, yeah, he's in every Wes Anderson movie. Yep. He's in three of Sofia Coppola's movies, if not more. So, I mean, I like him. I think, I think he is good at what he does. He's charming. He has a nice presence. I don't think he's doing anything groundbreaking, but I'm yeah. not going to be a Bill Murray hater by any means. Bill Murray has a universal approval rating. Everyone likes seeing Bill Murray in their movies and TV shows. He does play Bill Murray. He's just being himself. He's riffing in every scene. And that's why the character that he plays in this film, which is like a divorced kind of philanthropist, he's an art dealer, I suppose, who like, you know, cheated on Rashida Jones's mom back in the day and has spent the rest of his, uh, you know, bachelor years kind of traveling the world and sleeping with many women. It works. He, he knows a guy in every bar in every uh, hotel in New York City. He gets pulled over in a very funny scene uh, by two cops and turns out he was drinking buddies with one of the cops' fathers and the cops let him off with the ticket. And Rashida Jones literally looks at him and is like, must be really hard being you in New York City. I like that. I want Bill Murray as my grandfather or my my father. He does a very good job of that. I don't think there was an extraordinary amount of chemistry between the two of them. Um, it was believable, but it didn't make me feel warm inside. And maybe that was the point. Maybe they weren't supposed to have appear very close. Yeah, it, it definitely gave me more like mentor and like mentee or like coworkers or some just not related immediate family. Yeah. And also, 
I was I know his job was an art dealer, but he must be rich as hell. Well, because it, he has his own driver the entire movie. Yeah, I think that's established. And so let, let, let's back it up a little bit. So shout Deuteronomy for his tweet because it's it's very true. This film is like the definition of what I call like normcore movie making. <laughs> normcore is like these aren't actual problems. These people are not suffering in any way. She's like a published writer. Uh, Dan, her husband is some fucking media guy. And her father, who's like taking her on this adventure, is like a fine art dealer with like many luxurious cars and a personal driver. So like, it's not very relatable, but it's no. fun sometimes to watch these types of movies because it, it lets you stay a little bit. Man, if I lived in that loft in Soho, if mm -hmm. I could get driven around to any bar in New York, this is what it would be like to deal with these good looking people and these great looking places, having these really interesting conversations. So norm core to the core, um, but really enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I definitely liked it. I thought like you said, it was good escapism. A very nice light watch. I mean, I would recommend it. I would say watch it. Yeah. I'd say the plot itself is like super simple. Rashida yeah. Jones suspects her husband of cheating on her. So she enlists the help of her father, her kid's grandfather, played by Bill Murray, and they kind of do like mini detective stuff. I really enjoy the scene where they park outside of a bar in like an open air convertible and he pulls out a tin of caviar and they start eating caviar on like crackers and drinking. And it's, 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 it's incredible. It's just so fucking pretentious. It's unbelievable. But for some <laughs> reason, when Bill Murray's doing it, you're, you're cool with it. Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about it too. And I, this movie was very like point A, you get to point B. There's really not many twists and turns along the way. So yeah. I don't know. Again, I liked it. I didn't love it because it was a little on like not the slower side, but it didn't have any big crazy plot twists, which I kind of was hoping for. You kind of saw the ending coming, and we're gonna. So we're twenty minutes into the podcast right now. We're gonna talk spoilers here for the next, let's say, five minutes. So yeah. if you don't want the ending of On the Rock spoil, just skip ahead five minutes. Um, there is a little bit of a uh, what's the word? What's the word? Like um, predictability to it. Mm -hmm. The entire mm -hmm. film, they're like, oh, he's making hotel reservations. He's buying expensive jewelry. He's like, maybe not super honest about where he is. And really, you come to find that that's just because he's fucking crazy busy. And he's not banning his account manager slash secretary, which is like the, the main like uh, tension the whole time. Turns out, in a shocking twist, when they confront uh, the account manager, she may or may not be a lesbian. Is that that vibe that you were catching? That is the vibe I got. I got yeah. girlfriend vibes. Yeah. Did Dan, did you think that he was going to be cheating on her or did you think no? So no, because I knew the runtime, this was 90 minutes. And after like 45 minutes, there had been no like substantial evidence. And mm. he hadn't in any way shown any like distance or coldness towards his wife. He just showed like a little inat inattentiveness. He was busy. As a married man, it was very relatable. I was like, God, when I'm really busy at work, it's really hard sometimes to focus on my relationship. That is what Marlon Wayans' character is going through right now. And it's probably 
show taste in a in an accurate way. It didn't feel like he wasn't loving her or like or like being shady in any way. He just was scatterbrained, stressed, a lot of late nights, and so couldn't give her as much attention as she wanted. Yeah. See, I was kind of hoping there would be like maybe he <laughs> was cheating on her just like for the sake of the plot. Sure. But when they got to the part when it's her birthday. And her dad sends basically a spy to go follow him and sees him at the Cartier store. That's right. And he also said to her earlier, the rest of your gift isn't ready yet. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that has to be the gift. It has to be from Cartier. And of course, that's what it was. It was an engraved watch. Beautiful. So, I mean, at that point, I was like, oh, he he probably is not cheating on her. My wife said that that's like a famous watch from Cartier called the Cartier Tank watch. It's like one of the first watches they ever made. And, you know, of course, I got the, like, I wouldn't mind one of those myself. It looks like they're, like, three or five grand. Yeah. In your dreams, Mrs. JR. Um, <laughs> uh, I just got her. We just had a puppy. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was that, that little nugget of information. Oh, the rest of your gift is coming. And, oh, we tailed him going to Cartier. They're both kind of throwaway lines. But I've watched enough movies. I've been a part of, like, you know, too much analysis to – not pick that up. So I was right there with you. I was like, yep, she's getting something from Cartier at the end of this. So again, Normcore, who feels bad for the published author getting a Cartier watch at the end of this movie? Not many people. You, you know what I also had like a maybe a tiny thought of? Hmm. I was I was thinking, what if this whole thing because she kept saying she kept saying she wasn't doing a great job writing. Yeah. She's having writer's block. Yeah. I was wondering for a hot sec if maybe this was planned between the husband her husband and her dad oh, kind of like whoa. get the emotional wheels turning and like, <laughs> I don't know, get her out of her writer's block and get the creative juices flowing. And when they got to Mexico it would have been like a surprise party, but like that did not happen at all. Hey, Bill Murray or Felix is the character's name. It's me, Dean. I'm married to your daughter, uh, Laura. I have a great idea to help her write her second book. Let's gaslight her in the thinking <laughs> That she's being cheated on by me. You can be in on the fun. She'll lose her mind. And then we'll all surprise her in Mexico. And it'll be all a good laugh. And she'll write about it. And we won't get a divorce after I pull some stuff like that. That's pretty far-fetched, Cat Pat. But I'll well, give it to you. It's okay. Now that you're now that you're saying it in a more logical way, <laughs> thinking it, it obviously doesn't make sense. But I don't know. Part of me was like, oh, maybe, you know, they're just working on their relationship. But again, like, why would the... Why would he need to pretend like he's cheating on her? Why? Yeah. So, yeah. One funny character I did want to call out, uh, played beautifully by the hilarious Jenny Slate, is like another mom at her daughter's school. Mm -hmm. It becomes like a, like a motif of like every time she drops her daughter off at school, this other mom corners her and tells her about her love life. And as you hear it like week over week, you know, uh, moment over moment, you hear like it get progressively worse until it turns out like she's been sleeping with a married man. It's a nice like it, – it, 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 what it does is it like plants the seed of like doubt in your brain. Like, man, it, it's true. Like men do cheat. This woman who she sees every day is one of those women who's sleeping with the married man. So I thought that was a nice plot device. And also Jenny Slate's fucking hilarious. So it was, that was a nice uh, uh, moment for me. Yeah, that was, that was a funny part. Now, I wouldn't say like this is one of the best movies I've seen. I wouldn't sit here and say like, oh, you drop everything you're doing and watch on the rocks, but it's a nice to me, like, you know, cure yourself with those Sunday scaries, like, you know, definitely fire it up if you've had a long week or maybe a long day at work. 
like I said, super digestible, 90 minutes. I'd probably give it like a B, solid B, maybe a B plus. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also agree. It's a very Sunday movie. Like mm. yesterday I had it on. I, I had my new Sunday Scaries candle burning. It shout was a vibe. Yeah. yeah, shout out Will. It was, it was a major vibe. Yeah. What? What? Eh, never mind. So I think that's that's it. Like that's let's put a pin in the on the rocks talk. Uh, definitely check it out. Tweet at us. Drop us a DM or, or comment on our Instagrams and Twitter account at so many screens. Um, I think it's time for us to transition over to our news. What yes. do you think, Kate? Um, I think it's time. So sadly, for everyone listening, we're at episode 18 of So Many Screens this week, and this will be our last episode of the podcast. Mm. Um, our contract with Washed ends at the end of October, and we have decided collectively, you, me, Dave Ruff, and a little Brett Merriman sprinkled in there, that we're not going to move forward with the podcast. It was... A fun experiment. It was an idea that, you know, as I've mentioned, I had back in like March. Um, we had higher hopes for how it would do. But as most people should know, podcasting is a performance-based uh, uh, field. And sadly, this podcast just didn't perform at the level that we thought it would. So instead of doing the thing that I feel like a lot of podcasts are guilty of, which is agreeing to try to make it work and like week over week, like trying to figure it out and stressing over the metrics and trying to force something that isn't working as well. Um, and eventually ending up resenting having to do it. Kate and I are deciding to just walk away. And that's not to say that we didn't have a good time doing it or that there's anything <laughs> cantankerous between Kate and I. We're still friends. There wasn't there wasn't like an event or you know, I don't know. No, Kate, this, this was not like a, a call her daddy situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, we're not getting paid five hundred thousand dollars and retaining our IP, but uh <laughs> yeah, no, we just to reiterate again, it was mutual amongst all parties. It was just something we agreed with, so here we are. We we figured, we you know, might as well end it on a good note. Yeah, we didn't want to drag this through to Christmas and, you know, get to a point where we're just like not happy with the product or each other or, or whatever. So so this is it. Um, before we continue on, just a massive, massive thank you to anybody or everybody who has listened, shared, commented, subscribed, tweeted at us, anything, dropped a DM, commented, your support the washed audience, you guys are, you're super passionate. And for those of you who have stuck around, there aren't a ton of you, but there are, you know, a couple hundred of you. We really appreciate it. And uh, I, I know that I will continue to be in the washed universe. You all know that Kate will more than definitely continue to be circling the washed universe. And hopefully like Kate, me and you will continue to be friends and we can maybe, you know, maybe we'll find each other on a podcast again one day. That would be nice. Yes. And it's just so funny, like looking back to our first FaceTime call and I was like, just so you know, like I'm kind of shy at first. And now I feel like I've definitely warmed up. So yeah, that's good. But yeah, also a major thanks to JR who edited every episode. He basically set up everything. Uh, he taught me like basically how to podcast, um, helped me troubleshoot all of my audio issues like I had today. Yeah. 
and tell <laughs> yeah yeah first episode my microphone wasn't working today my microphone is working so <laughs> i think it's a sign but uh, yes thank you very much it, i would probably i don't even want to listen to the first episode i mentioned yeah. this the other day no <laughs> yeah um the credit goes right back over the fence to tate tate started this and as she said she was a little hesitant little tentative she didn't know how she would be received she didn't know if she had the skills we all kind of knew dave will brett myself she can definitely do this she just needs at bats and that's what we did we uh for three months just recorded and blasted a podcast out to nobody and then honestly like the reception for this podcast was great uh, i personally and this comes from doing this damn thing for five years think there is a supply demand problem right now with podcasts. Everybody uh, is inside. So everybody is creating podcasts and putting them out there and trying their hand at podcasting and nobody is commuting or sitting at their desks anymore. So there is a much lesser demand for podcasts. So like I said, we're not like, you know, there was no big event. There's no, it's just the contract came to an end Kate and I, you know, had a pretty honest conversation over the last couple of weeks, and we decided that this is going to be it. We're definitely going to leave the door open. We can always pick this up right where we started. Please don't like unsubscribe from so many screens because who knows? What if there's a big pop culture event or there's a new show that Kate and I want to break down? Keep that avenue and that door open because you never know if we just come back with a vengeance with not with a vengeance, come back with <laughs> come back with like a whole new like so many screens lineup. Yes. So many screens, the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, part two. Um, so sorry if that's like shitty news for anybody on a Tuesday. Make sure you continue to follow the both of us. Make sure you follow everyone at WASH. Can't say enough about Dave, Will, Brett, and Dylan, who gave us this opportunity. It was a great opportunity, and we're bummed it didn't work out. But we'll, like we said, we'll be back and hopefully better than ever. I Well, first, Kate, what, what do you think you're going to do over the next couple months? Ooh, what's next for me in 2020, <laughs> 2021? Um, you'll, I'll also be doing Bachelor, Bachelorette Twitter. So um, follow at Circling Back Pod if you're not already, which I would assume you are, because I live tweet the Bachelorette from their account every Tuesday and from my own account. So that's probably what you'll get from me. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaving all doors open for any opportunities. Hit my line. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. But what about you? What about you? No, I no, it's there's no there's no answer. There's just, you know, I'll probably take a little break from podcasting. It's, you know, it's almost November and trying to figure something else out. I've been doing this, like I said, pretty much nonstop for five years. I am going home to uh my hometown of Chicago for the entire month of December. It would be very difficult for me to like produce or launch a new podcast from like my childhood bedroom in my parents house with slow internet so you probably won't hear me as much over the next uh, two months but who knows you know so just give me a follow at jr we'll do it if you haven't yet be on the lookout for some good stuff and uh that i mean that's it for me yeah yeah follow me at the real cap hat and i will be posting a lot of puppy content soon right. so that's so right. all the more reason yeah follow uh tuesday Sorry, Tuesday. Follow Ruby the Pup. Maybe <laughs> at Ruby Tuesday. I'll just throw that out there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Well, I think that's probably already taken, but um, I, yeah. I I do have her at reserved. There's oh, no nice. content on it yet. Don't drop that it, at yet. Not yet. No. Can't oh. release that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys again so much. Please don't 
cry because it's over, smile because it happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Good.